Hi, welcome to our first student podcast on things we wish we knew. My name's Izzy, I'll be your host. I'm a fourth year pharmacy student at the University of East Anglia and I'm also the publications officer for the BPSA and I'm interning this summer at the RPS. And we wanted to create a podcast where we can bring students together to discuss things that are important to us, that are relevant and that hopefully will get you all thinking a bit more about the wide world of pharmacy. I'm joined today by two other students, Romina and Simi. Um, I'll get them to introduce themselves now, if that's all right. <laughs> Hello there. So I'm Romina. I am a second year pharmacy student from UCL going into third year. And I'm interning here with Izzy and Simi. Hi, I'm Simi. I'm a third year pharmacy student from the University of Portsmouth. And I'm also interning with Romina and Izzy. So whilst we've been here, we've all been sort of discussing things that we sort of wish we'd known before first year. And mm. um, we've made some stuff over on our Instagram. I was wondering if you guys could sort of talk me through... What's the big things that you wish you had thought about or that you'd done in first year that really would have made your life a little bit easier? I would say organisation is key. Like start planning from the you know, from day one, or maybe not maybe not day one, maybe like week one, and just to see like, you know, how sorry, I just lost the right. of my thoughts. No, it's fine, Simi, what about you? Um, for me, I'm very <laughs> for me, wow. For me, I felt like my organisation skills weren't perfect, you know, within the first week or two. But I quickly realised that pharmacy wasn't going to, you know, decrease the number of lectures I was having each week. So I needed to sort of plan myself well. So yeah, I had to learn how to be organised pretty early mm-hmm. on, sort of, you know, cope with the whole workload because it was jumping from A level to uni, especially when in A level you're given a bit of freedom, just be, you know into a pharmacy course that you genuinely have every day of lectures it's a lot yeah, it's a big job nine to five kind of yeah thing. you have yeah. like a work schedule yeah. essentially so i felt like staying organized revolved around knowing what i was doing maybe every hour of the day mm-hmm. even loosely enough so i have time you know to sort of plan and towards my exams and stuff so yeah yeah and if you do struggle with like organizing and coming up with ideas to be more organized if you talk to people from higher years or people who have already done this and that would help you a lot because it is quite exhausting when you have lectures from 9 to 12 and a workshop from 1 to 3. Mm. And then you have to also revise everything that you had in the morning. So it helps if you have a good study schedule. What did you guys do to sort of make sure you manage that time effectively then? Because it seems like your courses are as intense as mine and sort of everyone else in your halls, they don't have that sort of timetable. Some of them are only six hours a week. So how did you guys go about managing your time effectively? Mm. I would say utilise your weekends. I mean, I know weekends are the time to rest, but maybe on Saturday you could do a lot of work that you've missed out on the week or you wish you did. So, yeah, make good use of your weekend. Um, do you have any tips? I was going to say that um, at times it's good to go to the library after with mm. some of your classmates after a lecture. Maybe have a one-hour break, grab something to eat whilst you're going over the content, get yeah. everyone to explain it to you. I find that doing that makes it fresh in your mind. So you're going over it twice and then going over it again when it comes to revision or making your notes. That really helps me, actually. Were you guys good about making notes in that first year? Because I know I wasn't. <laughs> That's the only thing. I wrote down everything. I was the person writing down, oh, today I'm, you know, I'm this and that. I was yeah. writing down everything because I genuinely didn't like want to miss mm. anything because your first year you have to like get really excited yeah. I'm uni and, <laughs> you know it's exciting so I felt like you know I wasn't people like you know clicking and clacking on the laptop like every mm-hmm. little thing but I did write down a lot and make sure I got noted down the exam dates and stuff like that and mm. getting moved on your phone yeah but I well. saw I think 
is the other thing that how do you take down notes in uni is quite different because you don't if you sit down and take down everything that they're saying it doesn't necessarily go in your head or you know you have to like find or like find this way of making notes that suits you as a person because different people study in different ways and they learn in different ways and I think that's what I really found challenging like I did make notes, but then I realised you know, most of yeah. them weren't anywhere in my head or I didn't even remember making them. So Simi, <laughs> our resident notes expert, how did you I've keep your notes? I've never claimed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should make up an entirely separate you know, podcast for this one because I feel like everybody's a different type of learner, essentially. So if notes don't work for you, I wouldn't bother making notes. I'll maybe record my lectures instead, listen back to it. Mind maps are good as well. Oh yeah. I feel like uh, for, for most people, notes are just another form of list taking. And if you're good at lists, note making notes makes sense. But if you're the type of person that is quite visual, then it's yeah, completely useless. Really yeah, it's completely useless. So that's important. So we talked a bit about the course load and the nine to five, and that makes it quite challenging, I think, to sort of make friends when all your other housemates or all your other friends at uni aren't in as much how do you go about making friends how do you make friends in your course were they important to you or do you think it's more important to go beyond the course oh no I think it's really important to make friends within the course because you do also have to remember these are your future colleagues and these are people you might work with in the future Mm. so I think how I made my friends was that every day that we had a lecture from nine to five these people always turned up so that I had the only choice of making friends with those people and then I soon realized they are from similar backgrounds they are people that have a similar mindset because they were there at 9am and most people you know sometimes don't wake up to be there (laughs) and that's how I made my course friends um also i tried to network and join like campaigns to do with pharmacy and that was good because i met people from higher years that really helped me throughout Mm. me getting this internship and volunteering and all of that so yeah what about you i feel like although i was like in a pharmacy bubble at first i feel like most of my friends ended up at some point not even doing not all of them did pharmacy which i think is good to have a balance because you get to see what people think of your degree in a, in another light as well not just all pharmacy students and i feel like it's good to be able to like interact and like have actual conversation with people who don't do pharmacy mm-hmm. because it's such a um common theme where people who do pharmacy like stick in this bubble they don't really talk to anyone outside of there but that as well i think to make friends with people in your course is really really important when it comes to revising resources just making sure that you have people who know who can actually relate to you and know that you're not just like <laughs> avoiding everyone you have lectures like nine to five every day yeah. and that your saturdays are going to be you know catching up or planning the rest of your week so yeah, I think the best of both worlds, but make sure you really invest in your pharmacy sort of course names. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you touched on there, where you were talking about that work-life balance, that's really important. Mm. So how do you go about managing your sort of social life and your mm. well-being and your mental health when mm. we're in nine to five and you're in this brand new environment of university? Uh, some of lots of people that move away from home, they're in a brand mm. new city. How do you make sure you're looking after yourself and not getting burnt out? I would say don't ever say no to opportunities that come to your way. So if someone says, hey, I'm going down to this society or to this club, don't say, oh, I have work to do. You know, take that time off, go and explore, go see what's out there. And that's, I think, how you find new interests and new things that you could, you know, use as a let out, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's on the weekend or whether it's like, you know, you did like nine to five 
one, two, three, and then afterwards, you know, you need a one hour break, go and do something different and go explore the city you're in. I think that's really important to see what they offer. What is it like? What are the clubs? You know, if you want to go down to a bar, go with your friends down to a bar. I'm not going to lie. It's still really hard to, up to this day to have a balanced work life, mm. you know, so. It's achievable. I feel like um, for me, self-care would mean like taking a break from it or maybe not going out to explore the city and just like, exploring underneath my DNA. Yeah, I think it means different people. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like um, for a lot of students, it can become really stressful and it can lead to a lot of um, burning yourself out. Anxiety as Anxiety well. Anxiety as well. Big and, and it becomes this like a negative feedback where you become so anxious, you don't do any work, then you don't go to lectures. You don't want to fall into that cycle. So having like time to actually do nothing because if mm. you have time to plan to revise, you have time to do nothing. If you're, you know, organising yourself well, like we mentioned earlier. I feel like self-care is really important and checking in with yourself and, you know, you know, making sure other people are okay as well. But I feel like to do that, you need to be at your best mentally and physically. So doing the sport, you know, talking to someone at home, you know, interacting with people, but making sure you have that me time as well is really important. Mm. At uni, there are places to reach out, aren't mm. there? What do your unis offer support-wise? So they have, like, if you feel like you need counselling, they have counselling. If you feel like you just need to drop in and talk to someone, they, you know, they have that as well. And sometimes they bring in therapy dogs, which is really cute. You get to talk mm. to them and, like, cuddle them and all of that. So there is support out there. Or if you have a tutor that, you know, is responsible for you, go and just knock and have a chat and be like, hey, I'm stressed and I need some help and some tips. So, yeah, those are always out there mm-hmm. in every uni, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but like the yeah. wellbeing service yeah. is just like that, so make sure it's okay. I think the important thing is, if you are struggling, don't worry. Everyone has it. No one knows everything. Don't stress. We've all been there. We're all still here surviving, so don't worry too much. So, moving on, we spoke a bit earlier when we were working on the Instagram stuff about networking and the value of getting involved beyond your degree. Um, did you guys do that from first year or do you did you not? Or? Um, in first year, I felt like um, I, I didn't, I should have been more like looking for opportunities, but that happened towards the end of first mm-hmm. year, I'd say. So I would say it's good to put yourself out there initially so that when mm-hmm. those opportunities do arise, that, you know, they're closer to reach. But it's important to also go out and look for them. If you know you're interested in a particular event in pharmacy, even though it's first year, get some experience in that. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone who can give you um, voluntary experience, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I do feel like from the first year when you go, it can be overwhelming with the whole you know workload and everything you have to mm-hmm. learn about uni and where you live. So you don't really look for things like, oh, let's, let's like, you know, join this campaign or like let's network and you think to yourself oh yeah I have a lot of time I have three years ahead to network but I wish I networked from like you know from the beginning when Mm -hmm. I joined pharmacy school because like that I would have been you know had more opportunities to do different things and be involved and you know who knows maybe open new career paths for me and it was when I realized this through second year that you know I made connections and I met people and I got positions and I think you agree with that don't you Mm -hmm. like it's yeah that's the way to go yeah, Where, what sort of places do you think are best for students to go and sort of pursue those opportunities to network? Because I think sometimes the word networking can be quite scary and I think it sometimes it's hard to understand where you can go and, and where the, those opportunities are there. So where did you guys find that networking was best for you? Pharmacy Society, I feel like mm. you're going to meet other pharmacy students from different years again. Yeah. You know you've been through it themselves and can give you advice as well. Um, simply searching for different sort of networking opportunities um, yeah. 
and <laughs> sort of yeah it's important to use what's available to you so the rps website bpsa especially which can literally give you so much opportunities provide resources that can essentially put you on a path to be an internship like us or go on a work placement volunteer go to another country I feel like it's important to know what's available to you for free, especially because yeah. as a student, you don't want to be, you know, funding your own thing if you don't have to, or if you can, you know, pay less for it. I think that's important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, when they say networking, networking, the first thing I think of is like, oh, a business handshake and, you know, you're giving out business yeah. cards. But it's not like that. Just like getting to know another pharmacy student from another school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, teach you a very lot. genuine as well. Yeah, like, for example, when I met Izzy, I realized she worked for BPSA and I was like, wow. So I got to know a lot about it and I feel like I won't get involved with it in the future. So I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I suppose touching on BPSA, that's really what helped me network with the wider profession. Sort of, I got this internship, I've got another opportunity through people I've met through physically going to conferences and meeting them because these are events put on, you know, nationally twice a year and big events like that, really just putting a face in the name, I think can make such a difference. I think you guys are right. Networking is more valuable than I think we give it credit for. And I think I, I, it's one of my biggest regrets is not doing it for the first year. I completely agree. Because, you know, those opportunities are out there and they don't care if you're first, second or third mm. sometimes. They just want someone that's really engaged and really switched on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It could be a bit scary though when you meet someone yeah. who has some sort of a position in networking, you know, event and you're like, oh, well, like, what would I say? Would I just say hi? Um, you know, it's just a bit difficult, but go and put yourself out there. It's a bit scary at first, you but learn the way as well. Like, yeah, the more times you do something, the less scary you build your confidence yeah. up. Yeah, definitely. and I think people really like students. That's one thing I've really learned as I've gotten through is don't be scared because people generally really want to help students. So mm. don't be worried about that at all. Um, so we've spoken a bit about sort of how we've gotten involved with networking with this internship and putting ourselves out there. So do you guys want to talk a little bit about your internships here? Just because I think there'll be lots of our listeners that are quite interested. Oh yeah, so I found out about the internship through someone who I met in a campaign called Fight the Fakes. And we worked together for a bit and then this opportunity came along and then they sent me this email and were like, yeah, I think you should you're like you should do it if you want to do it. Like it sounds something interesting. I did it and I really enjoyed it. And so from there it was how I found about the internship, came to the interviews, sent my CV, did the essay and all of that and got the internship. And I honestly could say this was one of the best experiences I've had in regards of like, you know, volunteering and getting a job. I've learned so much about what RPS does and, you know, um, the publications they have, the magazines they put out, the support they provide for pharmacists and pharmacy students. And I think it's really important to know these things because these are really important resources. And in case you want to know what I do here, I work in PHP publication um, on the second floor and I work on interactions. And I think I wouldn't have been able to do that anywhere else. And I'm really grateful for this opportunity and this, you know, No, I understand really. Like, yeah. um, with this internship, funny enough, being subscribed to the RPS, you know, being a member of the RPS, passively seeing emails, I noticed there was an internship opportunity in the Education Professional Development Directorate. And I applied just to apply because, you know, it's good. I, yeah. you know, thought it would be good to put myself out there. And I got the opportunity to be here. And in this internship, we do learn a lot about what the RPS does to support students, not just students, but also qualified pharmacists, pre-reg, and then beyond that. And I feel like they're here from the beginning to the very end. 
and working with Mr. Ramon or working with the RPF, you, you really do see what goes into it and how many people go into making sure that pharmacy students can go on the website and get resources, get placement opportunities, get understanding of industry, community, hospital, have even opportunities to even, you know, interact with the possibility to have a mentor. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have all these resources and before you know it, you've graduated and you don't you haven't used one of them. Yeah. Which is gonna be the biggest thing to miss out on, especially as a pharmacy student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you would recommend your RPS membership? Oh yeah. yeah even if it's important to just be a member, I feel like because you're gonna get that you know email as well because you're gonna be part of the UVSA in, in addition to that, which is the student. Yeah, I suppose what you're saying is so when you sign up for your RPS membership, you also get BPSA membership, so you get access to these two organisations who I think do actually really care about yeah. students, which I don't think I, I realised, to be yeah. honest. I was always, maybe I'm just cynical, but I always thought people were interested in money or they were interested in things, but they're both non-profit and they both genuinely care. So I think, yeah, that's something quite significant. These are the people who look out for you in your career all mm. the way throughout the end, so go see what they have to offer and explore whatever is out there. Yeah, I think that's the big takeaway, is just absolutely enjoy your year, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid. It's going to be a bit scary, but just go for it. Yeah, so I think hopefully that was insightful (laughs) for our listeners. Um, I think we really enjoyed chatting about it, and we we didn't know each other before we started working on this, so... Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you all for listening, and check us out on Instagram and Twitter and things. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Simeon and Romina. Thank you.